everyone, and welcome to the Focus Radio. This is your host, Liz Uram, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Alyssa Granlin. Hey, Alyssa, how's it going? It's going great. How are you, Liz? Well, good. I just love our intro music. <laughs> we'll have to work. We'll have to work. We'll have to work on a transition, a smooth transition. <laughs> That's okay. Because today we are, it doesn't matter what our intro music is, because today we are going to be talking about a popular subject. I think it's popular. It should be popular and on top of everybody's mind. And that is, are you on track to meet your sales goals for 2015? Um, This is, you know, we're kind of at the end of summer here. We've got, what, a week or so of August left. And it might not be something everyone is thinking about, but really, this is the time to think about it because you can't wait until November. Even October, I think it would be a little late to be thinking about how am I going to meet those sales goals for 2015. There's still plenty of time left to do whatever it is that you need to do, get back on track, especially over the summertime if you slipped a little bit. What do you think, Alyssa? People, is this a good time to have this conversation? Well, I think it's a really good time to have this conversation because you're right. Everyone's kind of getting back in gear here now. The kids are back in school. The other thing is that really once we hit November, it kind of seems like everybody runs out of steam, you know, for the rest of the year. So, you know, Thanksgiving comes and then the holidays, and then we're just kind of all of a sudden into 2016. So I think it's really important to uh, take some time right now, assess where you're at, and, uh, you know, so you can get ready to to really hit it hard here um, in the next couple months. Yeah, so what do you think about this? So cyclical sales cycles. I think that there's cycles probably in every type of industry. And a lot of our audience and a lot of the people that we're talking to are the one, the smaller business owners, the entrepreneurs, the solo entrepreneurs. And with that comes the freedom of working from home. And with the freedom from working home, from home, and the reason a lot of people do that is because you have that flexibility, which might mean taking more time off during the summer, maybe easing up a little bit, and then having to ramp back up. But do you think that, or do you notice that there are cycles in every type of business, or what's your, or people that you know who may, who are maybe, uh, maybe they sell to bigger companies? Do you notice the same kind of a pattern? I think so. I mean, I think it's just kind of human nature that um, we, well, at least, you know, just dealing with people here in Minnesota, we do want to enjoy our summers. And uh, and so sometimes there can be a little bit of a lull, when, you know, in July. And then, again, um, once the holidays hit, I, I notice this in everyone's um, sales cycles that it can slow down. But the salespeople who consistently are, uh, are at it, you know, just kind of, keeping their goals, maybe maybe the goals aren't quite as big over those times, but at least you still have the goals and you keep on prospecting. Those are the ones that aren't out of business here when uh, when the new year hits, you know, because I really firmly believe in that the work that we do now is going to pay off for us, you know, in a couple months. And so we've got we've to keep on filling our pipeline. Yeah. What do you see? Sure. I, know, I know you do well, lots of coaching as well. What do you see? Yeah, I think that it's the same thing because really even in the bigger companies, the same thing, especially when you think about in the summer, yeah, people are definitely taking more time off. People are maybe, you know, Mondays aren't that great. Fridays are people are easing out of the office. Mondays are people are kind of easing 
back in, so that shortens the work week, just vacations, people taking the time off that way. And then when we get towards the end of the year, there really is pretty much the whole last month of the year is pretty much dead for a lot of people because you've got all the holidays coming up and people are just busy thinking about other things and it's not necessarily buying time for them. But that doesn't mean, to your point, that we shouldn't stop prospecting. We have to keep that prospecting up. And whether or not people are in a buying mood, I think from the seller standpoint, the prospecting and the marketing has to continue on so that you're still front of mm-hmm. mind when they are in the mood because you don't even know. I mean, and for some people, it depends. You know, I don't know that there's a one-size-fits-all. How do you know when people really want to buy? Maybe when business is quieter, that's the time that they want to buy. Maybe they can, mm-hmm. or like with you, and you work with a lot of real estate agents and you're coaching them, maybe that is a good time for people when it's quieter at work. Maybe they can focus on selling their house or buying a new house. Who knows what? So I think that there so, are. Well, a lot of us, I'm sorry, yeah, a lot of us have longer sales cycles. And so, you know, even if it's not maybe the time that they're ready to buy, I think it is important to ask those good questions, you know, about just things about when are they going to be ready? How can I help you get ready? Is there anything that you need to prepare to get ready? Is there a certain time of year that your company is going to be looking at purchasing this type of equipment or, you know, or this type of product or, you know, that type of thing? I mean, there's always questions that you can ask your prospects, you know, to learn more about their businesses. So maybe you aren't necessarily going to make the sale today, but at least you're going to be the one who's going to know so that when the time comes, you're ready to be, you know, available and prepared to talk with them. Yep, exactly. So that means that our role as the seller, as the business owner, as the, well, whether you're the business owner or you're the salesperson, whatever your role is in that means that we have to stay steady, stay consistent, stay persistent, all those favorite words, mm-hmm. regardless of what's going on out there. So I found kind of an interesting article that I thought would be really helpful to kind of look through as we're talking about this discussion today. And I got it from salesforce.com. Salesforce is a popular CRM, customer relationship management and sales tracking software that people are familiar with. Um, And they had some good tips out there in an article. And I should, let let me mention who it's from. I want to give proper credit here. I don't want to steal anyone's ideas because these certainly are not my ideas. <laughs> I wish they were. They're really mm-hmm. good ideas. But this is from an article by Connie. I want to give a shout-out to that because this is her article on Salesforce.com. And she had some good tips. And, again, you know, these tips are tried and true. They're basics. There's nothing earth-shattering here that we're going to be talking about today. But as we talk about often, you have to really have that reminder of the basics. Because it's so easy mm-hmm. to forget what are these basics, right? We get caught up right. and we don't do what we're supposed to do, and then our numbers don't show. Um, and just to get back to your point about these longer sales cycles, that's too why we should really be talking about this now at this time of year at the end of August rather than, you know, let's not wait until October, November, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, then it might be too late. So one of the first steps that she talks about in this article, is setting a goal. Okay, that's basic, isn't it? About the most basic yep, thing, thing you can do. So setting a goal, what do you say to people? So when you're, let's say when you're coaching a real estate agent or whoever you want to choose to have in mind here, what do you suggest or how do you coach somebody around this setting a goal? 
Well, I think what I see a lot of times is that people set unrealistic goals. And so when they do that, um, like they might say, well, I'm going to reach out to 10 people this week or 15 people this week or 100 or whatever it is. I think a lot of times what I've noticed when people are doing it is they'll set a goal that's a little bit bigger or maybe too big, and then they don't do it because it just is overwhelming or they get off track and maybe their goal was to talk to 20 people a day and then it's Tuesday, they haven't called anybody, so now they got to call 40 people, you know, that type of thing. So mm-hmm. you want to be realistic. I think your goals need to be realistic. And I love what she has here in the article um, for number one, which is set a goal, and she has a small goal, set three appointments with qualified prospects this week, okay? And I, to me, it's like a smaller goal that is manageable and doable, that type of goal I think is really important because you you can get it done and you feel really good about yourself when you get it done. Um, so, uh, I mean, that's just one little part of setting goals, but I think keeping them realistic and so that you actually will do them is is a great starting point. What do you have to add to that? Well, I think you're right. It's that it's a small goal and it is, just doing a little bit every single day. And this is something that you and I have talked a lot about over, I don't know, the last six months or so. I mean, kind of it's been a theme for a while, but I think for both of us, really identifying what is that one thing that you need to do. And if you are strictly selling, that one thing is to set appointments or make outreaches, make contacts of some sort. Um, And and I'm just going to use my example too, you know, with me and doing in the speaking that I do, what is the most important thing I need to do? I need to prepare. I need to have something really great to bring to the market when I get those opportunities. So I've been very diligent about sticking with that prep time. And for me, that's the prep time. It's also there's outreach involved in that too. So I guess there's kind of two areas of focus for me. One is the every single day I need to work on my content or practice. Mm-hmm. The other thing is I need to make contacts with people and people need to know about me as well. So it's kind of doing both of those things. As far as the content, I have been very diligent about sticking to the at least, you know, one hour of prep time every morning. So first thing in the morning, that's what I do. I spend one hour writing or, you know, working on a, uh, on a speech at least one hour, maybe not just an hour, but at least one, because that really forces me into getting into that habit of doing it because that isn't my favorite thing to do, which I've talked about. And for a lot of people, sales is not their favorite thing to do, is to do that prospecting or to do that outreach. So I also have some goals around how many contacts do I want to make, how many appointments do I want to make, or not appointments for me, it's how many um, I want to secure one new speaking gig every week. That's sort of what my goal is, and I put that down. And there's something about okay. that putting it in writing as well and just, you know, getting mm-hmm. it getting it down, which is what her second point is, is about writing it down. So you have your goal, mm-hmm. so you have to put it on paper. There's just something about committing it to paper. And then she talks about in this article, she's talking about writing it down in the present tense. So, okay. for example, here is I set three appointments with qualified prospects by Friday. Right, so there's something about... Oh, the affirmative wording, I think, that can give it a little bit more power as well. Do you think that matters so much? Well, yeah, I think it matters a lot. Well, as far as writing it down in the present tense, I mean, yeah, I've heard that before. I know Brian Tracy talks about that a lot, too, when he has his goal setting and stuff. I, I think it's good. But, you know, I do think it's really important to write it down because there's something about that 
act of writing it down and then that connection to your brain that just makes your brain start to look and notice the opportunities as they come by. And I, I, you know, it's whatever, if it's your subconscious mind or I don't know what it is, but I just know that if I write it down, all of a sudden I become a much more aware and um, I just, the it seems like the opportunities might fall in my lap, but actually I think I, my eyes are just wide, open wider, you know, and I see things. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that, too. And, you know, it's one of those things. It can't hurt. Okay, it can't hurt to write it down in in the present tense, right? So I don't Mm -hmm. think people should get too hung up on that. Should I do it, you know, or what, however. But the main thing is to get it down in writing and sort of know Mm -hmm. what you're you're wanting to do and and commit to doing that. So would you, are you willing to share, Mm -hmm. are you willing to share any goals that you have? Do you have any sort of... uh, kind of standards that you're trying to reach on a weekly basis? Yeah, so, well, I um, I like to find two new clients a week. That is, um, you know, two new people that want to um, work with me as a coach because I coach and consult on sales and marketing. And so my goal is to meet two new people a week and um, that want to work with me. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So what do you need to do to make that happen? Are there any special mm-hmm. actions that you need to take to make that happen? So for me, it's working towards getting those speaking gigs. But in order to get the speaking gigs, I have to work on having the good content written. So are there some right. precursors for you to get in the client, some things that you know that you need to do in order to achieve your goals? Yeah, well, so for me, it is a lot of follow-up because I I have a lot of leads. I have a lot of people that have reached out because I, you know, I do have um, a website and I have webinars and um, material online and blog posts and things like that that people go to and then they opt into my list. And so because I have uh, the people that opt in, I do have hundreds of leads of people that I can follow up with. And so you know, for me, it's a goal of setting that time to call and follow up with people and, you know, offer them maybe a free consultation to have a chance to sample what it's like to work with me, that type of thing. So, yeah, so that is a really important thing to do is to kind of set the goal of how many calls I'm going to make, how many. um, And for me, the way I like to set goals is, I'll, you know, it's not necessarily how many calls, but it's how many people I'm actually going to talk to because, you know, it's easy to leave a message, but, I mean, I really need to, actually speak with people, you know, in order to move things forward. So I'll set a goal yeah. like that where I can, yeah, mm-hmm, talk with people. Yeah, I think that's an important qualification. Um, and I think it can get easy to fool ourselves sometimes. We can mm-hmm. kind of cheat on ourselves <laughs> and say, right. well, I made, you know, right. I made 500 calls, but, you know, they were either to bad numbers or you call before somebody gets in the office or you call after someone left the office for the day, so you're leaving voicemails at night when people aren't there anyway. Um, and mm-hmm. so I think that it's that, that quality. I was actually doing uh, I was doing a talk last week. I was speaking to a group of insurance agents, and I was at a at a conference speaking to them, and we talked about this, and it was about having a, those setting those expectations for how many calls. It was actually more for 
the agents if they had an assistant or somebody who was helping make the calls. That was really more of the focus. But it still it has mm-hmm. to do with what's, your, what's the quantity, how many calls do they need to make a day. And they need to know those numbers. How many calls do you need to make a day in order to set how many appointments? Um, and then after you've been doing it for a while, if you've done it long enough, you know that you'll know what the numbers are. And, it, you know, it really mm-hmm. just becomes a system because you know that if you yeah. can get an appointment with what, I don't know, one out of every hundred or maybe that's too big of a mm-hmm. number, that's just going to depend on the type of selling that you're doing and who you're who you're selling to in, in the industry. But if you have to make 100 calls to get one appointment, well, you know, the numbers are right there. And numbers don't lie, they say. Well, I think that's a really good point because the nice thing about knowing your numbers and figuring out how many calls it takes or how many appointments it takes, well, first of all, how many calls it takes to get an appointment, how many appointments it takes to get a sale, those types of things are really important because, number one, um, you don't get discouraged when you're making the calls or going on the appointments because, you know, eventually you're going to have uh, an appointment made or a sale made. But then the other thing is, when you can determine those things, then you can see where you can tweak things. So you can decide, okay, it takes me 10 calls to get an appointment. What can I change in my calls to make my um, my numbers better? Mm-hmm. I want to get it down to eight calls, you know, to get an appointment. And so it gives you a place to work on things, and it gives you a way to measure how you're doing. And then it keeps you from getting discouraged, which I think is really important. Yeah, I think that's a good point, too, because we can always improve. And we should always be improving. Mm-hmm. So what do I need to do better? What do I need to do differently? You know, even after I give a talk, when I've, I'll have i record myself when I'm giving a, a talk somewhere and I review, mm-hmm. I, I look at it afterwards and I do a self-critique and look at it and how can I improve, how can I get better? Because the easier it will get, the easier it will get mm-hmm. to, be, to, get the, to get the sales that you need too. Right. That's right. Good. It's really important. Hey. I just realized I'm going to switch gears here just for a moment. We should let people know how they can get in touch with us, in touch with us, and connect with us. So let me take a little break here to mention that. Um, if you are not following us on Facebook, you should go out to Facebook and follow us at The Focus Radio. You can also follow us on Twitter at The Focus Radio, and then also you can go out to our website, which is thefocusradio.com. And you can access all of our previous shows easily right from the front page of our website at thefocusradio.com. Pretty well sorted, I think, by category. You can easily tell what the episode is about. Most of our episodes have a guest on there, an expert who's on there sharing their information. It's always full of really good actionable content ideas that you can take away. So make sure that you connect with us in those ways. And then also you can call our studio line and jump in and ask questions. So if you are listening live and you have a question maybe about uh, what you can do to get on track with your sales or maybe talk about what's missing, you can certainly call us at 646-478-4884. And we would love to answer your questions. So make sure you can reach us in all of those ways. So 646-478-4884. All right. So we have a plan. We have a goal. We've written it down, committed to some weekly activities. So we have to know some of the terms I like and I think that are really helpful to know too are when we're talking about our goal setting and, and, and reaching our sales goals 
we have to understand, let's see, I'm going to see if I can get the terminology correct. We have a leg measure, L-A-G, a leg measure, and a lead measure. So this is an interesting concept. I think it's interesting and helpful. That comes from a book called The Four Disciplines of Execution. Have you heard of that one? Is that one you've read? No, no. I'm excited to hear something. You haven't? What? Mm. You've never talked about it? I can't believe it. Mm. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, so it's one of my favorites. So I know that you like traction, and you use traction, correct? That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this book, The Four Disciplines of Execution, I actually find it very complementary to traction. Some of the ideas are similar, but they're just maybe shared in a little bit of a different way, and maybe there's a couple different things there. I I, I love both of the books, and I find both of them to be really useful. So The Four Disciplines of Execution talks about, you know, sort of reaching your goals, but focusing on what they call the lead measures versus the leg measures. So the leg is the results leg measure, meaning this is what happens once you've done the initial work. And a lot of people are always focused on the leg measure. So how many accounts did I get last month? How many, Mm -hmm. you know, were our sales last month? And really what we should be measuring are our lead measures. The lead measures are the things that we do that get us to the results that we want. So that's where I think a lot of people... Well, I don't know if a lot, I don't know who, I don't know how many, but I think this is where sometimes people can get tripped up because we're focusing on the wrong measure. So we talked about it a little bit here, but what are those actions that you need to take in order to get those results? So how many, each individual has to look at how they're marketing and how they're prospecting. If you meet most of your prospects through networking events, your lead measure and the thing you want to focus on is how many networking events are you going to go to this week? Okay, mm-hmm. how many, um, maybe, I don't know, if you're doing a, a webinar, how many opt-ins do you need to get on your list? How many people need to register for that webinar? Because then you can, you can do that math and figure out ways to increase the numbers. Or you'll, you'll, you'll know how many people need to be on the webinar in order to result in one, in one sale. So instead of focusing so much on the sale, you have to know that what that number is, but back into it so that you know what specific activities you need to focus on. And I think that I like the idea because, for one thing, I think it takes a lot of pressure off of people because you're not automatically mm-hmm. going into sales mode. It's more about that yeah. prospecting mode. What do you think of that? Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome because it's very much uh, a really great explanation kind of of the Pareto principle, you know, that 80% of what you yeah. do, or, or excuse me, yeah. 20% of what you do that creates 80% of your results. And this is a way to figure that out. It's a way to measure it. And to figure out what are the things that you do that get you those results, not necessarily what were your results. Because I think you're right. I think we do – it's more fun to talk about, oh, you know, I sold three houses this month, you know, instead of talking about, oh, I had to meet with six people in order to get three clients that I – you know what I mean? But I think you're right. It is so important to figure out what are the things that I'm doing that are getting me the results, not the results. I think that's really – that's a really good – a good thing, a good measure, and uh, I like it. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. how you have to, you know, you have, you have to figure out um, what are your lead measures depending on what type of whatever product or service that you're selling, what are they, and then, that, and then that's your focus. And, then that's, mm-hmm. and that's where I get with me with my, um, you know, the prep time. For me, that prep time that I spend writing content, that's a lead measure for me. 
because if okay. I don't have it, okay. I don't get the, you know, I'm or at least I'm not, for me, what I really want is when I go out and do a speech, I want to knock it out of the park so that I get referrals and you get repeat business. Yeah. And the way that happens is if you are prepared and you've got the good content and you know what the heck you're talking about. So that's why for mm-hmm. me it, it looks like that, which might seem like initially, and I was a little, it was a little awkward for me at first because I thought that's a weird lead measure. That doesn't hardly even make sense. But it does when I thought about it because that's the work that I need to do in order to get the results mm-hmm. that I want. So sometimes mm-hmm. it isn't always as, as clear cut as, as, it, as it might seem. All right, so let's talk about, so we have our goals. We've written it down. We're committing to the weekly activities that we need to do, whether it's networking or webinars or phone calls or whatever it is, emails, mm-hmm. or however you market yourself. Let's talk about mm-hmm. a favorite topic of ours, which is committing to it through an accountability partner, having that accountability mm-hmm. partner where you're going to share your commitment on um, say at the beginning of the week. Thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah, so, well, for me, I think that's really important at, to have someone that you're going to share, whether it's uh, a friend that you commit to talking with once a week and you just, you know, kind of say what you're going to do because um, I think that when you say it out loud, um, you will, there's a part of you that will, you know, you just commit more fully to the goal, but then also you might, when you say it out loud, realize, you know, I really don't want to do this, actually, <laughs> and mm-hmm. that can yep. make a difference, too, you know. I know that happens between you and I because we're accountability partners for each other, and yep. um, so sometimes we'll say things, and then later on, I'll be, you know what, I, I guess I really don't want to do that because if I haven't done it for two weeks and I said I was going to, you know, it's and it's not that you call me on the carpet or anything, it's you're very mm-hmm. you know, kind and everything, but but it's important to have somebody that you can talk to because you just you just start to see your patterns. I just think that's really important. And again, it's a way to not kind of fool yourself into thinking that you're moving forward or being productive. You know, is is sharing it with somebody else. I do think it's careful though. You have to be careful who you pick um, mm-hmm. to share these things with. I think that's that's really important and. You need to find somebody who's not going to, you know, be mean or harsh with you, you know, but someone who's right. going to be supportive and, you know, and because it's your goal and your your choice, but it is really nice to be able to have someone to share that with. And if you don't have someone, then it wouldn't be a bad idea to find a coach or somebody that is willing to be that person for you. So that's what I think. What What do you think? Well, I think that um, I I want to touch on one of the things that you said. I'll touch on the other ones as well. But setting boundaries is what came to mind when you said that you have to find mm-hmm. out. You have to find the person that works best for you. If you need a drill sergeant type accountability partner, then that's what you need to tell somebody that hey, this is what I need, and you have to be really clear about what you need and what works for you. But if you don't want that. Mm-hmm. And you tell someone to start coming down on you. Whoa, that is not going to <laughs> that's not going mm-hmm. to help at all. So you really have mm-hmm. to understand and know and, and communicate that what you're looking for, what kind of accountability works for you, and then find that person who's a good fit with that. And I think you and I mm-hmm. work really well together about this because I'm not looking for a drill sergeant, and neither are you. It's just simply right. somebody who's listening 
and is like, okay, mm-hmm. yep, sounds good. And then every now and then, hey, how's it going? What you working on? Yeah. You know, just kind of keep keeping that honesty. And it's like, are you sure that, you know, is that really something that's going to help you get, mm-hmm. you know, to your goal? Or how is that helping you or something like that? But mm-hmm. it's not. You mm-hmm. just have to really find that right mix and somebody to do that. And it doesn't have to be a professional. It can be a professional, but it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. It can just be somebody, a, a trusted business colleague or somebody that you know who is um, kind of going in the same direction as you. I do think it's important, though, that you do choose someone who's sort of on the on the same path. Like, I could pick my sister. Well, my sister, mm-hmm. she's she's not, uh, she doesn't have a business or anything like that. She's a nurse. So she's really nice, mm-hmm. but <laughs> she's not, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, um, right, right. You, you know, it wouldn't, kind it wouldn't of quite work. have all the mm-hmm. elements. Yeah. Right, kind because, of want you know, in that case, um, yeah, totally, I totally, I totally agree with you because you know, as a nurse, you're working. It's a, it's a different kind of work. They work really, really hard, but they probably don't have goals that they need to meet. They have to show up for work right. at a certain time, you know. So it's a different kind of thing. And so I find that sometimes with my husband is in that you know I can talk to him about things, but he is an employee. He's not. Um, doesn't own a company, even though he's got a really important job and it's really what mm-hmm. he does is really good. He doesn't understand uh, working for yourself and that sometimes you work and don't get paid, you know? So yeah. that, yeah. Or, you know, he doesn't, it's it's frustrating for him. to. So I think you're right. Yeah, you do have to find somebody who gets it, who gets what you're doing. Um, for me, it's really helpful to talk with you because you have done some of the things that I do. So that mm-hmm. is really nice because you understand what I'm going through, so you can kind of commiserate with me sometimes when I'm yep. you know, talking yep. about my frustrations. Yep. I think that's important too, you know. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, you know, to, and check it out, you know, and nothing, you know, so if you're out there doing this and you're looking for that accountability partner, you know, it's just finding somebody who is like, hey, yeah, I want to be, I want someone to be accountable too as well, and then it's basically share your goals. You can through it, do it through an email or through a phone call or, texting, whatever mm-hmm. it is, whatever medium of communication is preferable to you, well, no, hey, this is what I'm working on this week. And that's what you and I do. It's just like, okay, what, what are you working on this week? And it's like, okay, my big focus this week is either getting pre- prepared for the presentation I have coming up or, you know what, I really got to focus on making some outreaches or working on a piece of marketing material or, or whatever that is. Um, and it's just there's something about saying it out loud to somebody else that actually makes it more concrete with ourselves. So it's mm-hmm. another level of writing it down. So writing it down is great. That's one thing. But then verbalizing it and saying it to somebody else, because I don't want to come back to you and say, I didn't do it. You know, and I don't want mm-hmm. to do that every week. Mm-hmm. That would be, you know, I mean, we have to be honest with ourselves and be like, uh, well, I'm clearly I'm off base here. Something is wrong if every week I'm coming in making some excuse about why I can't do mm-hmm. it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's not what, yeah. you know. And you got to kind of know, again, what you're looking for, be clear on that and, and set the boundaries with the other person. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and then there's certain things that I'm not going to commit to because I just don't know. So I've been working on my book that I've been talking about for a long time, working on this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've actually been doing it, and that's part of what I've been doing because it's still the, the book is actually, you know, the content for the talks that I do. So now I'm just kind mm-hmm. of putting it all together. And I'm up to 
um, as of this morning, almost 10,000 words that I've written. Really? So how many how many words do you have to get to in order to actually have a book, in your opinion? Well, I heard. So I was doing some research on that to figure out, well, how many words do you need? And, and this, uh, one here's a really good guideline, as many words as it takes to get your message across. Which <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> is really kind of vague. I think I'm probably going for about, I my guess is that for the kind of book I want to write, probably about 30,000 words. So Wow, that means well, good I'm, for you. I'm a, You're a third of the way there. Yeah, about a third That's of the way awesome. through. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. So, what kind of th- I know I'm a I know I'm a long ways from being done. Um, yeah. But I know that every day that I work on that, I get a little bit closer, and I know there's a lot of work to do. But that's okay. So I was actually thinking mm-hmm. I should probably go back now and listen to uh, our interviews with Kathy Paper on because mm-hmm. she had some really good advice. And I think it was about a year ago, probably when we had her on, and she was gave us some really good advice for writing and marketing and the publicity of your book, that's what Kathy does. She's a book, mm-hmm. um, what is she, a book coach? I'm not sure that would be the right terminology, but yeah, anyway, she helps, think, people are trying to get I think, yeah, they're marketing, like helping them to sell yeah. their marketing for their, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so I'm, I'm gonna, I'll have to the go launch, back. And, mm-hmm. now, that it, now that I'm a little closer into it or a little further into the into the process, I'll have to go back and, and, and check on all that. But with that, I don't want to have, um, any strict I'm not going to make any strict commitments to that because I'm mm-hmm. just kind of doing yeah. it um, but I know that I'm kind of working on it you know not maybe every single day but I'm putting I'm putting efforts toward it and that's kind of that's helpful it's getting me closer to that goal so decide too if there's a specific area of accountability that you want that you know mm-hmm. and it's usually those troublesome areas you don't need to be accountable to the easy stuff Easy is easy. It's the hard stuff. Right. That's where the account- accountability comes in. Is there something yeah. like what's your what's your least what's your least favorite that you need to do because it's critical that you do it in order to get the goal or uh, achieve your goals? Hmm. Least favorite task. Well, I like prospecting, so that is not an issue for me. I mean, I I just, I really like that a lot. I guess I'm not very, um, you know, I'm not the most detail-oriented person, so I do have piles of papers. That's probably, and then I look at them and then I shift them around, you know, so I do Mm -hmm. have kind of, and that, that does eat up a lot of my time looking for things, you know, that I might need or, so that's probably my thorn in my side is the, you know, I look at my file cabinets right now. They look neat and orderly, but I know if I open them up, there's just piles of junk in there that mm-hmm. eventually I won't need it. It's <laughs> probably some of it's important yeah. right now, but eventually, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, if you wait long you. enough, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> right. No, that's a, that's, see, that's one method. <laughs> that well, that, yeah, that's probably my biggest uh, my biggest thing I don't like. How about you? Well, it's the thing that, that I'm forcing myself to do, which is to sit down and do the prep, to write it out, to get do the – it's detail work. Like for you, your detail mm-hmm. work might be more about organizing yeah. and things like that. Mine is similar mm-hmm. except it's organizing my thoughts and just writing it all out so I can make sure that my thoughts are clear and cohesive. So that's why mm-hmm. I started to give myself 
commit to every day doing a little bit of the work. I don't have to sit and do it all day long, but if I can commit to it for an hour, then I'm really making some good progress there. But that's why I finally started to do it because I knew I wasn't doing it and I didn't like to do it. And if I don't do that, I don't get the rest of it. So I have to do those Mm -hmm. things. So, you know, it's all... So how about, though, you know, that stuff is super important, you know, you know, preparing, which I know you need to do that. It's really good. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. Um, yep. So the the prep and everything is really good. But, but you also need to have a goal, you know, to get the gigs, because if you don't have yes. the gigs, then the prep doesn't matter, right? So... Right. Um, so what do you, do you have a goal every week that you set for number of proposals that you're going to get out there? Or what do you, how do you do that part? Well, I will be honest, I'm a little bit, maybe not quite as crisp in that area. So my goal is to, and I don't have a specific number around it, um, mm-hmm. but my goal would be to make, you know, a certain number of outreaches or speaker applications every week. So I subscribe okay. to some I subscribe to some sites where I get where it pushes speaker opportunities, right? So speaker applications mm-hmm. that you can submit mm-hmm. or you know things or or it might be looking for conferences or just reaching out to different networking groups or or things like that. I would say in general my goal is is about I want to do at least 10 per week. Which doesn't seem like a lot, mm-hmm. but if you do those consistently along with the other things, it 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 works. So no, I think that's a lot because it's a lot of work because you have to be thoughtful yes. when you submit. I mean, it has to be applicable to their um, event or you know or what they're looking yes. for. But I, the reason I bring it up is I just think it's really important that and we we do all have to prepare and we do all have to do things in, and write, and we have to do the things that we need to do in order to be seen as, um, you know, an influencer in, mm-hmm. in our, mm-hmm. you know, given field. But, I, but one of the things that I see that hangs people up is that we um, think that we need to be so prepared that we aren't willing to take the steps necessary to, you know, reach out and and make the connections with people, you know. And so that's one thing yes. that I think is really important when you're setting your goals is that you put in time for the prep because it's so important, but then also you've got to be, you know, I think a little bit firm with yourself and to say, okay, even if it's not a huge goal, just that I am going to make three calls this week or I am going to submit three applications this week, you know what I mean, just so that every week we just move a little bit forward, you know, in our in our prospecting because, um, you know, after we do that for two months or three months, well, then, you know, if you did three a week, that's going to be, you know, 36 opportunities that, um, you know, that, you know, it just just starts to mushroom. And I just think that's so important, especially this time of year. I think we really need to consider that because I I really, like I said earlier, I just really feel that once Thanksgiving hits that we all just, don't do it. So if we can really focus between now and Thanksgiving to get to kind of push ourselves a little bit, we're gonna, you know, come 2016, be really busy. So yes, no, I'm really glad that you clarified key. that point because I don't want to give anyone the impression that you should sit in planning mode and prepping mode all the time because I know that no, won't do yeah, it. That's and what, I don't, yeah, yeah. I know that's no, that's a good distinction though because we've got to make sure that we're not always in the plan and we actually have to take those that that action. 
as well. And you're right. So what actions do I need to take right now in order to get the results I want by the end of the year? Yeah, because especially, you know, people who are just getting started in something, like if you're just starting out, then it's really easy to get hung up on that, to feel like, well, I'm just not prepared. And the the reality is you're never going to be prepared enough. And so there's lots of prospects out there. So you just go ahead and you know what, it's okay if you blow it on the first few because it's practice and, you you know, you're just going to learn what those objections are going to be. Oh, and, yeah. You know, all that stuff is so important. So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and get that get that learning curve out of the way. You don't have to drag it out either. You know, and the slower, the mm-hmm. more we, the more we, in this, I'm just sharing this from my own personal experience, the, the things I didn't want to do, the things I avoided doing, you know, eventually you have to do them. You have to make a decision. Do I want to have a business or not? If I want to have a business, then I have to do these things. The longer you drag them out and avoid doing them, the longer that just delays mm-hmm. getting the momentum going. So make sure that you are, yeah, you're you're doing those fail fast is always a favorite saying, fail fast and uh, learn. Everything is a learning opportunity, mm-hmm. everything, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to give a little uh, statistic that was shared in this article as well just to kind of wrap it up and put a little context around it too. So this article that we were reading from salesforce.com by Connie Kadansky. It says, uh, she starts it off, did you know that if a salesperson sets a goal and writes it down, his or her chances of achieving that goal are only 37%, okay? But 37%, which is better than zero, right? So you now have a 37% higher just by writing it down, setting it. But the key here is this accountability because if you do that, if you share it, then the chance of achieving their goal goes up to 76%. Now, that's mm-hmm. a nice number, right? It's really about the accountability and making... Well, I you know, believe ha- it. Yep, I really believe yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, I just want you know, between you and I... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Liz. Well, I just say it's easy, it's easy to lie to ourselves or to make excuses to ourselves. It's a yeah. lot harder to do that to somebody else, to have to right. you know, make excuses right. to someone else. Mm-hmm. Well, I just see that between you and I, just the, you know, the past year that we've been kind of nudging each other along a little bit, yep. you know, it has yep. been really helpful. It's it's nice to have somebody in your corner and someone you can yep. talk to and then also someone you can share the things that you've accomplished, which is really fun, and somebody yeah. who's, you know, been watching you as you're going. So it's, it's really, really good. And I highly recommend that that is something that people start right away to find somebody to um, share with, it's good. Yeah, no. like you said. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It 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 really is, and I think you and I are both um, are both really starting to see the fruits of that effort, the labor of doing that, and um, you know, it it's really fun to see it live mm-hmm. in action, and things are starting to uh, exactly. things start to unfold, and all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. awesome. Well, so just a little recap here for everybody who is listening. So how to achieve your sales goals for 2015. Figure out what your lead measures are. Figure out what do you need to do today in order to get that result by the end of the year. What are the most important things that you need to do every day? And again, we'll reference another favorite book of ours, which is called The One Thing. That's the Gary Keller Mm -hmm. book that really is all about focus. What's one thing you can do today that will make everything else easier. So figure out what that is, and that should be your lead measure when it comes to sales. What do you need to do today? What's the most important thing? And then do it. Not 
you don't have to spend eight hours doing it. What, well, you know, how much of a difference could it make if you just spent one hour doing it? You know, if you're not doing it at all, one hour of concentrated effort would be a huge, um, a huge improvement. So figure out what you need to do. You figure out your lead measures. Find, well, write it down for one thing. Write it down. Then find an accountability partner, somebody who's on the same page as you, someone who's willing to hold you accountable the way you want to be held accountable. If you need a, who's that lady? Who's that fitness instructor, Jillian Michaels? Is that oh her yeah, name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she's hardcore. I don't want that. But if you want that, go for it. <laughs> if you need someone like Jillian Michaels to keep you accountable, find a Jillian Michaels. I don't want that, but um, I, maybe I'll like. I think I'll go more with, with the Richard Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Simmons method. <laughs> he's nice. Yeah, he's, nice guy. he's so um, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and then do that, and and see if that will make a difference. I mean, I think that'd be a great challenge just to do that. Even just commit to it for you know the rest of the year. Here, what do we have? Four? No, five. September. Four months. Oh, really? September, October, November. Yeah, we've got we've got really yikes. Four months left. Yeah. September, October, November, okay. last quarter here, so we're going into yeah. and important to to uh, keep the momentum up, you know. And yeah. like you said, just figure out what is it that you need to do. And I, I think now is a really good time of year to take a look at where you're at and where you want to be and what's the gap there. What is it, mm-hmm. where, you know, what yep. is it that you need to get done between now and the end of the year in order to be where you want to go, where you want to be in your sales goals? And if you're lagging behind, why is it and where can you pick up the pace? And if you don't know, if you can't figure out what what it is, then what is a good uh, exercise is to look back at what you've done this year, figure out where yep. your business came from, how it was generated, and how can you, you know, where is that low-hanging fruit where you can, um, you know, find more business. And sometimes I think what it is is just kind of cleaning up our leads right now. So, you know, we all have leads mm-hmm. that we've mm-hmm. generated throughout the year. So now's a really good time to kind of write them all down and say, okay, what are the leads that I have that I need to follow up on again? And you'll probably find a couple deals in there as well. So mm-hmm. I, think, um, I think those are some things to consider. Yep. Good advice. All right. So we're going to wrap it up. Make sure you do follow us on Facebook and Twitter at thefocusradio.com. You can also go to our website, thefocusradio. No, thefocusradio.com is our website. The Focus Radio is where you can find us on (laughs) Facebook and Twitter. Make sure that you're following us. Comment. Let us know what you'd like to hear about. And um, But you can access all of our shows, all kinds of great resources. Just we We do our best to provide you some actionable tips and tricks to help you move your business forward. So until next time, stay focused. You're listening to the Focus Radio Show on the EWN Radio Network.